Hello, and welcome back to Walk the Cinema podcast, where we walk the cinema so we can talk the cinema. Today is episode six of our Oscar Highlights series, where we will be talking about Promising Young Woman. Yes, ma'am. And I would suggest that our audience subscribes for more Oscar coverage and also drop a like and maybe a comment if you have a suggestion for a future episode. Yes. So saying that, let's uh, get started to talk about Promising Young Woman. Tell us what it's all about. So basically, to sum it up, it's about this woman who decides that she's going to take revenge on the people that were involved in the rape of her friend. Yes. It's a kind of a dark comedy, but also kind of a thriller. Mm -hmm. I personally don't think I would call it a revenge thriller. I would. I think it has all the elements of a revenge thriller, but it's a little more glossy. Mm. I I just think it doesn't have the same impact that some other revenge thrillers usually have, such as like... It's not very heavy. It's not a slasher. Yeah, it's not gory. And it's not like... There's not really like a lot of taking revenge on the rapist themselves, Mm. you know? They leave that for the end. Yeah. But um, I guess to kind of start it off light, I actually liked the um, soundtrack a lot. I thought the songs were fun and uh, a, a, a nice contrast to the mm-hmm. to the darkness that <laughs> the subject is, you know? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I like the score, but I don't like the soundtrack. I just, I love Britney. That one Paris song is pretty boppin', you know? Yeah, sure. The, the intro song is, uh, I was thinking about boys, Charlie mm-hmm. X, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's very pop. It's a very pop film. You, you wouldn't expect it to be where it is for Best Picture. Yeah, it is. It seems very different from the other ones that we have covered. Yeah, it also just seems like something I wasn't really expecting to be a Best Picture nomination when it came out. Mm-hmm. Even before it had it had Oscar buzz, I was like... And this has nothing to do with the quality. Right, right. It's just the the vibe. Because it's more of a a popular type film. It's not really... Yeah. But I do... I will say that I think that this movie is probably pretty divisive with some people. Yeah, it's... it's, I I think it's the most divisive. It's the Mm -hmm. most controversial one, for sure. There's a lot of people that love it. There's a lot of people that hate it. I can see both sides. I can see both sides for sure, but I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards I love it. I I think I'm just in the middle, but, but it's not because of you know the social commentary that I'm in the middle. Obviously, rape's bad. It's just the movie itself. I don't think it's anything spectacular. I'm not a, a huge fan of the screenplay. Mm, see, my thing with the screenplay is. It got some stuff so right to me okay, in terms of in terms of like it being believable. Hmm. And I have a perfect example because it kind of 
there's something that's happening in in the at least the YouTube community that is almost exactly kind of how like this story of Nina has gone. <laughs> I think you might know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. <laughs> the David Dobrik situation is the perfect example of this where you have a guy that raped a drunk girl. Like that's pretty evident. Like they, yeah. they have. And like, there's no also one, footage of it. which Exactly. There's footage of it. There's the friends of this guy that were making jokes at the time where they're like, yeah. Oh, but I didn't actually see the rape, but like I knew that they were having relations and it's so, I see so, so many parallels to real life, especially when um, Bo Burnham's character, Ryan, this is not going to go in any type of order because this kind of happens right at the end. But when she finds out that Ryan was at the party and he was one of the witnesses that watched her friend get raped and he like didn't say anything about it. And he also didn't say anything to the police at the end because he didn't want to be involved. He didn't want his name associated with it. The police is one of the issues that some people have with this movie. Mm. That it's, it's a, the revenge fantasy that mm. happens because the cops can't help her, but in the end is super over-reliant on the cops. I can kind of see that, but I think that like, this isn't exactly the perfect revenge story. Cause I think that at least this is kind of what I got from, I guess the vibe that uh, I forget her name, the director's name. Oh, it's Emerald. Yeah. Um, what she was going for. Cause I think that she had toyed around with a lot of different potential endings mm. to the, to the script. And a lot of them didn't feel plausible so i think she was trying to keep the story somewhat rooted in reality i guess i still i still think it goes a little off and and the people that do like it i've seen some people that do like it their only issue is the ending i mean yeah the ending is a little bit silly not that just it's silly it's just that it's not very satisfactory to see the main character die even though she, she used herself as the sacrifice that was needed for the cops to actually take action. Yeah, and that's that's why I don't particularly mind that the main character died. No, I don't mind it either. I'm, I'm not going to criticize but, the other. But my, my, my main criticism is, it's because it is a story, it's a plotline type thing where it's like, in this situation, if it was in real life, I have a hard time believing that if the guy killed her, in the circumstances that happened in the movie, I think he could probably get away with it due to, like, uh, oh, what is it called? Defending yourself. Self-defense. Yeah, maybe. Just, and then, so it makes it, like, weird that they then decide to, like, burn her body. hmm So. Yeah, even if that went to court without the burning of the body, it's probably not a very good legal case against him. Yeah. Because it just got acted off of fear. Yeah, I just think that it's probably, I mean, there's probably some more legality to it that I'm not 
super yeah. aware of. I am not a but, lawyer. But that's but... The, type, the type of thing that leaves me less satisfied than something like I spit on your grave. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't, I don't know, I'd like her to, to kill him. <laughs> that's probably bad to say, but he's a rapist. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you can die. It, it is like, if this is going to be the rape revenge fantasy, then you kind of want it to be, you want it to go all the way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I think that the reason why she, uh, the director and the director slash writer didn't go that route is because I have seen several criticisms in those types of movies where it's like, oh, well, why are you glorifying the, the like, the killing of these, like, people? Like, you know, killing them isn't that, isn't good. And then also... If it, if it involves people that weren't necessarily directly involved in the rape, then people are, are, are saying that the person that was raped was, isn't as, doesn't have like the moral high ground, I guess. Like mm. she's just as bad, you know? So yeah. I think that the, the director was trying to mitigate that kind of response. All right. Because, you know, she never actually, like, harms any of the people beforehand. I think that a lot of people went into this thinking that it, she was going to murder the men that pick her up at the bars. Yeah. But she just kind of just teaches them a lesson. like She scares them. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. they, they, they do imply that she kills them in the first one. I don't think she kills them, though. No. But they, they kind of want to you the vibe that you will oh i mean i guess they try to like they do try to like psych you out yeah it's like oh there's a lot of gotcha gotcha type moments like with the the dean at the college they do the gotcha like she left her daughter with a bunch of uh, guys and alcohol yeah and she got the dean to admit that she was wrong but she had to do what was best for the school or whatever but then she psychs her out uh, got you. Yeah. She said, she's a, a diner being stupid because she's a fangirl. Yeah. I mean, there's also that particular scene with the Dean does have, I think, a pretty, it's a pretty basic line, but I think it's still very poignant where she says it's different when it happens to someone you love. Yeah. Because I think that there, there are a lot of people that are like that. I think that there's a lot of people out there that universally would say that rape is bad or that you know they stand with victims mm-hmm. mostly but if it happens to someone they don't know there's a lot of like skepticism i guess i don't know yeah, the thing mentions a uh, innocent innocent until proven guilty which you know legally it is true Mm-hmm. But you have to use your best assessment of the situation, depending on the situation. And when it happens to others, it's easier to say that type of sentence. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, but I think that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. I think it's the most tense and the most well set up. I agree. I also like the scene with the lawyer which plays into the ending. I think that scene might be right after that. 
Yeah, I think she see, she goes to see the lawyer next. Yeah, the lawyer actually feels guilty and remembers her friend. And she's surprised. Yeah, because she thinks that everybody involved was kind of heartless and didn't care about her friend. But she sees this. The, the first person pretty much ever that remembers her friend's name, that remembers the horrible things that happened to her. He still did it for the money, and he admitted that. And, and he feels bad. He feels bad for doing it for the money, but it's too late at this point. So yeah, her, her she kind of uses dead. she kind of uses him in her revenge plot that works towards the ending. And he goes along yeah. with it because he feels so guilty. He feels like he needs to do what she asks of him, which you don't see her ask of him, but you could just understand it from. Yeah, I think in the letter, if you like read some of it, it does say like I'll be at this this location, release this if I'm not back by this time. I don't know. It's just such a a hard topic to think about. And it's awful. And I don't know. There was like some of the criticism I don't necessarily get because some of them are like, oh, like this doesn't this isn't how it happens and it's like it kind of is <laughs> well i wouldn't know i don't want to step in that pool i mean i feel i guess but i just feel like i've seen especially there's there's an incident that's so much like it that we've already talked about you know the david dobrik thing yeah that's pretty much nobody wants to say anything because they're afraid that their friends are going to get in trouble there's yeah. people that don't feel like they did anything wrong. You know, it's it's difficult. Yeah, but I understand some of the hate for the movie. Because the message of the movie at face value could be very dangerous, but I really doubt Emerald is advocating for this type of entrapment. I think no. this is more of a message. It's not. It's not a call for action. It's just a message that you understand what certain people go through. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's semi-relevant in this Me Too era. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people also like it for the wrong reasons. The, a lot of people like the girl boss attitude. Right. Which, which, you know, I don't dislike, which is like cold-hearted and going on rampages, keeping a straight face. There's a scene where she breaks this dude's car, but she's keeping a straight face. Yeah. It's very girl boss, but you know, maybe not the yeah. best attitude. Right. I do like <laughs> it, though. I do like it. I think it's pretty. Yeah. There were like a couple things about the movie, stylistic wise, that I was a little. Mm, it's a little not into, I guess. Like, I think there were certain shots where she was trying to be she was trying to establish like a thing for her. You know how like some directors have like the thing that they do. Yeah. Like Wes Anderson. Like right, they just know right. it's a Wes Anderson movie based on that. I think she was kind of trying to do that, but then like it didn't really carry out through her movie. You know what I mean? The only stylistic nomination of this guy was the editing. It didn't get the cinematography or yeah, or the, I just, or I the just, score. I just kind of noticed that it was it was 
I think it was trying to be something that it didn't know where it was going exactly. Yeah, I also think it was a little lighthearted for what it was trying to be overall. I, I mean, I don't, I think that that's not, I'm not going to criticize it for being that because I do mm. think it, it's not, it's not trying to be more serious than what it is, in my opinion. I don't know if it's trying or not, but I think it should have been a little more serious. Mm. There's a lot of comedians, basically the whole cast, were comedians or comedian yeah. actors. So I don't know. I feel like it could be a little more tense, but it still well, had I the think, tense scenes that didn't work. I think like part of the reason why the cast is the way it is, especially the male cast, is. She she got pretty average looking guys to play these characters, the ones that go up to drunk women and try to sleep with them or that yeah. are involved in this like toxic kind of culture. So you're saying it's the it could be anyone type thing? Kind kind of. I, I think she was I think that, that was probably a choice because it, it they're all like just kind of average looking people, you know? Yeah. Like Bo Burnham's just kind of whatever. Talk about know? Bo Burnham. He mentions his height difference to her. Uh-huh. And it looks like he could be walking with a child and I kind of felt that one. <laughs> I've, I've thought of that before when I'm walking with you. You've thought that you're, you're afraid that someone's going to mistake you for my dad. Cause we have like a foot between us. Yeah, it's that's a, true. It's it's a it's a big difference, especially from the back. Because you're you're about a, at can... the level that she is with him. You're like a, a little below my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do get kids menus at restaurants sometimes if I'm out <laughs> with with my dad or my you know other family. Yeah, yeah, I so, felt that one. That's. <laughs> I I did like the Bill Burnham character. I thought he was pretty funny in it. He was funny in it, but then you you do kind of see that he's still a part of. Yeah, just because you're funny doesn't mean you're not a bad person. Yeah, which I feel like I don't really know how to feel about that character because it's like he is. You you think he's a good person? He's he's a pediatric surgeon. Yeah. You know. And yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not saying I like the character. I just think that. He brings in funny lines that I think only Bo Burnham could do. Yeah, that's true. I did like Bo his Burnham performance. Is, yeah, he's he's a he's a funny uh, comedian. His acting was, you know, was good. Yeah, he's not really an actor, but, but he, I, he, he he carried his own weight. Yeah, so I guess we can go ahead and move on to what this got nominated for. Um, it got five. nominated. Nomination. Yeah. yeah. It got uh, Best Picture, uh, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actress for Carrie Mulligan, and Best Film Editing. Yes. I'm happy that mm-hmm. Emerald but, got the Best Director. But, I, yeah, but I, 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 I don't agree with her getting the Best Original Screenplay. Uh, I... I'm not mad at it, honestly, because I do think that she wrote something that was 
pretty, uh, for the most part, it was good. Hmm. I think that the ending has its flaws. I don't think she knew how to end it. But I think leading up to it, it's pretty solid. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the screenplay. I probably wouldn't put it in here. Also, Karen Mulligan is not that I hated it. I thought she was fine. But I just wouldn't point her out as like one of the top five female performances of the year. Who would you switch her out with then? I mean, I know who I would switch her out with, but that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything because the Academy votes differently. Well, I want to know now. Well, I like Jesse Buckley. Oh, Greeks. for my thinking of a new yeah. they're not. They don't like that one. They don't like so. Charlie Kaufman at all. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I think she she did a she did a solid performance. Hmm. You know. I don't. I don't. We'll talk about it more when we get to the nominations. But someone like Zendaya, which if we covered back in Marie, and we might have not liked the movie. But I think Zendaya was solid. It was more of a standout than Karen Mulligan was in this, in my opinion. But I mean, think about the range that Carrie Mulligan has. Remember when we watched uh, Pride and Prejudice? Unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, too. But, like, you know, I think she did. She did an okay job. Film editing, I'm, I'm very bad at, like, I guess, judging this, but... I mean, if the award is for editing around showing gore, they did a great job. Yeah, it, but I don't think it particularly had a... Like, they didn't really have standout editing. The editing was fine. If you look at last year's winner, again, it was Ford versus Ferrari, I'm pretty sure, which is... It was the most, you know, classic type of editing. It didn't mm-hmm. go for show-off, and it won. And the year before That's that, true. it was Bohemian Rhapsody, which had terrible editing. I think a lot of people agree mm-hmm. on that. But also a lot of That's people true. say that it won for different reasons. It won because the editor had to work on a movie with no director, which, yeah. which is really hard when you don't have anyone telling you what to do. Yeah. But yeah, five nominations sounds about right, I guess. I wouldn't expect the Best Picture one earlier on, but once I saw the buzz coming in, I knew it was going to get it. Mm. When did this come out? Because I watched this when it came out. Um, It came out, I think, like, early? Well, no, that's a lie. I think it, it premiered at, like, Sundance back in, like, January of last year. Hmm. But I don't think it was released widespread until December. I might have watched it in December or January. I think it was either late December or early January. Mm. And at the time, it didn't seem like something that would get it. It was not even on my mind. No, it wasn't on my mind for Oscar. I did I did re- remember watching the trailer and thinking, like, that's something that I think I would enjoy and want to watch. Yeah. So what did, what did you rate it? <laughs> Six out of ten. I never fell in love with it at any point, but I didn't hate it either. I gave it a seven out of ten. I feel like it could be an eight, but there are like some issues that I have with 
the ending that I think keeps it from being an eight. But I do appreciate the story it's trying to tell. And I really, I don't know. I feel for the characters. Yeah. It's like not a real story, but it happens to real people sometimes. And See, the first time I watched it, I watched it as this is a popular film. It's not fun in the traditional sense. But it's watch very watchable, to digestible for what it is. But now that I watched it the second time as an Oscar contender, I still didn't feel like it was good enough to be where it is. And this has nothing to do with social commentary. It's only the merits of the film as a story. I just don't think it does enough. Well, I think that's all for this episode. We're only two episodes away from finishing this Oscar highlight series before we give you our final thoughts on who we think is going to win, who we think should win. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a comment if you want. And we'll see you in the next episode.